Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! A short uh well so that just turned into like a little hissy fit between the two of us because you started telling me your opinion on something i said well we're just gonna we're gonna talk about it in like five trying minutes to catch up with friends like normal friends that we don't need to record everything i don't i don't need to catch up like you, it wasn't like you're catching up with what's going on in your life you were trying to tell me what you thought of barrett and i'm like well we're gonna talk about it in five minutes why not just have like your genuine thoughts instead of some bullshit on, on here. Yeah. Um, so what's going on back West? My, uh, my mom who's a big listener of our podcast was very, she was wondering why, um, I sounded so like, she's like, you sound very angry, very upset on the podcast now. And I was like, what really? You know, like, She's like, are you unhappy? And I was like, yeah, generally, yeah. But that's not, it shouldn't be coming through on the podcast. Uh, I mean, people know that you're unhappy for like 20 years now. Well, uh, it turns out she was listening on 1.5 speed. <laughs> so she thought right. we were just like, she just thought we were rushing through everything like angrily to get done. So I she finally had a short. What's that? She, you couldn't tell, shit, tell that we were talking very fast. Well, she just thought we were talking really fast. That's what she thought we were doing. And she'd play for my dad and be like, "Does did they? Does he sound all right?" And then finally, they realized that you were sped up too, and realized there must be something wrong. Yeah. So I, I helped her fix that. That's what's going on here. Yeah, my mom uh, also doesn't know how to use technology, and like, like every time I call, like Facetime, it's like staring at the ceiling, like or like a quarter of her head, forehead. And then for her birthday, she got an Apple Watch, and I was like, "This is the most counterproductive thing. You don't even know how to use an iPhone, and you're getting a friggin' watch." Um, but apparently, she likes it, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, did uh, you go see Doctor Strange this week? No, I didn't even know it came out. I didn't either until I just saw. Did it, did it come uh, out this week? Maybe it didn't. Maybe probably the next. next movie, the next movie I'm going to see in the theater is Top Gun, probably. All right, I wanted to talk about that. I really wanted to talk about that. I'm glad you're bringing that up. Um, it's in my notes. It's like really my only note, I think. Um, I'm so excited for that movie. Uh, yeah. and not just that, but 
I think it's going to. Oh no, it comes out comes out on Friday. Doctor Strange. Um, I think it's going to be. Here's what I want to talk about. I think it's going to be like a huge hit. Oh, like yeah. I think it's going to. No, you say, oh yeah, but like. Um, it's going to be like, massive. I, pretty big hit. <laughs> but like you know, no one's gone to the movies. You know, I think that it just checks a lot of boxes. Like I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be proven wrong, but like it checks a lot of boxes where it's like IP, but not, um, you know, not Marvel, not like over the top. You know, it's like so it's already got its built-in audience. You've got people like our age who are still people that like want to go to the movies to go see it. I just think it's going to be a, a really big deal. Uh, bigger than it than people are anticipating. That's my thoughts. I think next week we'll do our the summer movie preview because I feel like a lot of people are going to go back to the theater this summer. There's a lot of movies like Jurassic Park and things like that. Have that Jurassic pushed. Park movie, that Jurassic Park movie looks awful. It's going to be terrible, but people are going to go see it. You know, there are a lot of movies that got pushed from. Uh, the schedule and moved into the summer because of COVID. And I think this uh, summer is going to bring a lot of people out. Now that the mask mandates are over and all this shit, um, I feel like a lot of people are going to go back to theaters to see uh, some films this week, this summer. And we'll, uh, we'll go over that next week. But, um, yeah. I don't know. The Top Gun, I'm really excited for. I'm sure it's, you know, they did all the stunts real. Um, like most of uh, Tom Cruise's movies now, um, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting. I don't know what the story is gonna be because apparently they get into an actual war or battle or something, but we'll see. So, do you, do you know what the biggest opening of Tom Cruise's like without adjusting for inflation? What is the biggest opening weekend of a Tom Cruise movie ever? Um, let me think about this. Like domestically, not not globally. Let me understand. Uh, Mission Impossible Four. I, I Fallout. Ghost Protocol. No, it was Fallout. So I guess it's five. That was the biggest opening weekend at 61.5 million. Oh, you'd think it would be bigger. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is this has potential to be his biggest opening ever. And then he's got another mission possible later in the summer, so this could be like overkill of cruise. Now is that coming out this summer? Huh? The Mission Impossible movie's coming out this summer? Right? Isn't it? Or is it next summer? I don't know. Well, Maybe it's, we'll coming out. it's coming out in December. I doubt they do Top Gun and Mission Impossible in the same summer. Well, except that you got to think about how this movie was supposed to be released two years ago. Yeah. It was supposed to be released uh, like last August or something. Right. Again, two years ago. Whatever it is. Two years ago. Uh, three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like really excited for it. 
Um, so yeah, I, uh, so, but I, I think that like, you know, I, the reason I bring it up is like, I know you're like, Oh yeah, everyone will go see it. But you, you tend to, um, you're right. Mission possible comes out July of 2023. Okay. Um, you, you tend to think anything that you like is going to be big, which isn't usually the case. So like, you saying Tom like Top Gun is going to be a huge deal, that's kind of like general speak for you on a daily basis. I'm saying it coming from like I'm really trying to like look at it, and I think it's um, I I would be shocked. Like we we did that year, we did the and it's a shame it didn't take off. We did uh, our movie fantasy draft. Where over a yeah. summer you were a fake movie studio and you had to pick which movies. Um, yeah, and, I and Super- what I took Superman. No, uh, I took Superman. I had the first pick, and I took Superman, yeah. and then the second pick was Pirates of the Caribbean, and that movie made more mo- mo- money than all the other movies combined, and that guy won. We never paid him. <laughs> all right, I thought it was like uh, like a kids movie that made all the money. I can't remember what it was, but. Kind of would put Pirates of the Caribbean up there as a kids movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll go over summer movies next week. We'll have something to talk about. Um, I saw Uncharted last night. Oh yeah. Which, which you were like, I don't care. Yep. Which you probably should. You probably shouldn't care because it was uh, not very good. It was very, very CGI. Like the opening scene, like if you would have watched it, if you would have paid $20 to see it, you would have like hated me because the opening scene was like all CGI people like doing stunts. Like, you know, now we watch Tom Cruise and we, when we were talking about Tom Cruise doing Mission Impossible and all these stunts that were real and all this stuff. And like this movie was all green screen and CGI people. And it was like, oh, it was not very good. It had potential to be like a good, um, cause I love treasure hunting things. Um, like Indiana Jones type things, Tomb Raider. But this one was just a mess. They used the same fucking clue the whole time. So the whole opening was like that they tried, they had to get this like cross that was actually like a key. And so they steal this key and then everywhere they go, they use the key. Like there was no new thing. (laughs) The key fit in every fucking thing they went to. It made no sense. It's like the key should lead you to something. And then you take that something and then you have to figure out what that something like opens and then so on and so, so, so on. But this movie, they get the thing, and then the one thing like opens up every secret door. It makes like no sense. Um, so it wasn't very uh, adventurous. I mean, it was adventurous, but it wasn't very, uh, you know, fun with the clues and all that stuff because there wasn't that many clues to figure out. But anyway, so you would have hated me, and I'm glad uh, you didn't watch it. <laughs> That's all it comes down to. Um, but yeah, I, I caught up on some TV that we're going to talk about today. 
Um, the, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about the oh, the first episode of Barry, the last episode of Tokyo Vice. We're going to review the offer. Um, and um, then we were going to talk about Senate Live. Uh, they're, on, they're in an off week. Um, but we were going to talk about what's going on with Silent Live and how we would, what we would do to the tinker with the cast that they've got right now because they've got some problems. We actually had like an out of podcast assignment that we kind of did. Yeah. I have production level skyrocketing. What's that? Yeah. We're getting big, big production value these days. Um, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of us. We're going to talk about uh, NBA. We'll close it out with the NBA. You didn't even watch the NBA this week, so why why would you even have any? I watched. I watched. I saw okay. the. Uh, well, I watched all the Suns games, but then I watched uh, the Minnesota Memphis game that Minnesota blew. Uh, Again, like I'll clockwork. Watch. I'm watching. All right. uh, the games today. All right, so let's start. Um, um, All right, so we had the final episode of Tokyo Vice. We've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Uh, what was your uh, take on the finale? Uh, that it didn't end, and I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. Like, how are we really going to – we're going to run this whole story back for a second season? I know. It should be a whole new case. Like, it's just all the everything's kind of solved. Let's just end it and then move to something else or like make it a one season thing. Every character ended up having a cliffhanger. You know, you have uh, Ken Watakanabi. Yep. Uh, he had a cliffhanger. And then uh, the guy who got stabbed, he had a cliffhanger, which that was so random. Like, who the hell was that guy? Like, I don't know. The guy came out of nowhere. Let me say, that guy, though, is, he's, he, to me, is by far the best character. He's a really good actor in this. Yeah, yes. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what he's from. I don't know. I'm going to, I'll look him up while we're talking, but he is, uh, that guy, I, I really think that guy did an awesome job. Like, you hated him, then you kind of liked him, and you kind of just see what he's all about. Good. Yeah, so every character had a uh, cliffhanger and nothing was resolved. Yep. That's basically um, what the came down to. Sato. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Show Kazamatsu. They should have wrapped everything up and then had a whole different uh, storyline. But they could have like gone back to the first season, but we didn't have to like carry over everything to next season. Right. Right. You know? He should have oh. been... Keep going. No, he should have been. He's now a newspaper guy, so there should have just been another uh, thing that he was following up on that led him yeah. down a different path, you know? The thing I wanted to mention before, I apologize for going back to it in our notes. Uh, I, I looked up the domestic box office for that year that we had the draft, the movie draft. It was 2006. Number one yeah. was Pirates of the Caribbean, and it did – it. It made four hundred and twenty-three million. Second was Cars. That's what I think you were talking about. Kids movie. Yeah, it's Cars. Yeah. 
but cars only made 244 million. So it's still almost doubled the second place. So like as soon as you had pirates, you you won. I wonder who I picked. Did I pick Batman? And I think he had both. Well, the next couple were X-Men, uh, Da Vinci, Code, Superman Fifth, Ice Age 2, Happy Feet, Over the Edge, Casino, Royale, Talladega Nights, Click, Mission Impossible, Borat, Delworth, Prada, Departed, Breakup, Night at the Museum. Anyway. I thought I had the Superman with Brandon Fre- Brandon uh, Roth. Roth. No, I, I had first pick, so I took that. I remember talking to you. Hey, whatever. I mean... You're, you were going to die in the hill of that movie no matter what. Maybe that's just what it was. Um, yeah. But back to Tokyo Vice. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, just kind of like... So, there's a big article out. I haven't... I haven't... I started it. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I can send it to you. I believe it was in The Hollywood Reporter. Um, talking about how... Um, people are kind of calling BS on this whole show like that this happened because it's based on this guy's life. Like there's a real American journalist named Jake Adelstein. Um, and he went and did all of this stuff. Um, but, uh, everyone's just like, this guy kind of is telling tall tales. Like there's no way that this would happen and that would happen. Okay. So I'm just throwing that, you know, uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I, I'm uh, sure, I'm sure his life is a little bit more boring. You know, I mean, oh, you don't think I, he was doing crystal meth and then figuring out cases on the same day? No, I do not think so. Uh, I think this is just more. Uh, you have to embellish for TV, uh, right? But uh, yeah. So anyway, well, um, so yeah, not, not, not. Like I, I thought it was good enough. I thought the show was good enough to warrant a second season. I'm surprised. I'm surprised because I don't know anybody like other than you. And then uh, I talked to one of our listeners who said that they list, they like that show too. Other than that, um, I don't know anybody else watching this thing. I don't know. I tell people to watch it. I don't watch this. People aren't talking about it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, people, people are talking about Barry, though. Oh, that was a good transition. Yeah, I was going to mention slow horses, but uh, we can talk about Barry. Oh, God, first episode, slow, slow show. First episode, first episode started. Barry, they needed the recap. Let me just tell you because I couldn't remember anything that. Yeah, happened. yeah, it's true. It's, it's been true. a while since it's been on. Um. Like, I still don't remember any of the stuff, even though I saw the re- the recap. Um, but what were your uh, thoughts on the first episode of Barry? Um, so I think the big reveal is that Hank is now, now this is, the I think, the scene you wanted to talk about where Hank's in bed with the NoHo Hank yeah. as a boyfriend. Yeah. I thought it was so fucking funny. There was this whole scene where uh, Hank and his boyfriend are in bed and they're talking about how Barry killed all their friends. And the guy's like, the guy says, I don't have any more buddies. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any buddies? 
Did Hank kill your buddies? <laughs> I was dying. Barry, Barry killed my buddies. Yeah, Barry, Barry killed all my buddies. Um, I don't have any more buddies. Um, but, uh, yeah, that show is really very good. It's very good writing. Um, I'm interested to see how this all plays out. I like the uh, Hitman for Hire, uh, like, Reddit site where he's doing all these dumb things. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a funny show. I like it. Um, it's hard to talk about because it was just the first episode. They didn't drop, like, a couple episodes, but it's a good right. start. Good start. Yeah, it is. Um, I went started going back to rewatch the first season because... I remember I watched the show. Everybody was so excited with the show, and I, I was, I watched it with a certain amount of skepticism, because I don't know. I always felt it was like this vanity thing to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to do like it's, it's very easy to me to expose how wacky a certain world is if you just throw a serial killer into it, right? Like, yeah. um, or or a hitman into it. Um, so like, you know, like I love, uh, we've, as you do, uh, gross point blank, right? It's like, we're going to show how absurd this whole reunion is 20 year high school reunion by throwing a guy who's now a hitman in there. It's like all the, yeah. you know, um, so I'm like, all right, so you're just going to take, make improv and acting theater and throw a hitman into it, expose how weird these people, but so I always watched it with a certain amount of skepticism, even though everybody loved it. And now that it's gotten to where it's gotten, it's kind of like, as far as with me as its audience, it's earned its way to being like really good. Cause it had to go, you know, like I, I put that on that thing. So it proved me wrong and now it's like really good. So I want to go back and enjoy like earlier episodes when I was like, Hmm. Um, and I was also trying to figure out if there was any, like, indication that Noah Hank was gay. Like, I don't remember that. I don't remember him being gay, but he's yeah, very so I, yeah, he's obviously um, very quiet. But they never showed that he was like actually gay. Not that it meant. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> no, um, it's but it's um, it's not a, it's good. To, I mean, but that's what I want to give it credit for because. Usually in TV, at least now, you know, I mean, we're becoming more and more not like this, but like if you're going to introduce that kind of a storyline, you build, you know, you make it a, it's, it's a big, you make it a big thing. Like you know, make it very obvious. And then this, it's like, oh, he's gay. It's like, oh, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Now I think about like all these things about him. And that's how it should be, right? It's like, it's not this grand story. It's just part of, you know? So I thought that was really cool the way that they just kind of threw that in there like that. Um, this was my first interrogation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's all I got on it. I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going back and rewatching because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it. I did, there's a couple other shows that started this week that I got into too. I did Gaslit. I'm guessing you didn't watch that. Not yet, no. Um, Any good? I don't know. Um, well, I'll, I'll, 
I'll get in a gaslit when we talk about the offer in a second here. What'd you say? Okay. That's Sean Penn and Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we own the city. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. All right, I loved, loved we own this city. It's okay. Yeah. It so it's it's, it's interesting list. because it's shot just like the wire. Like the shots look exactly like the wire. Like it's weird. There's like a. Um, I don't know. There's like a way with the way that the camera looks, the lighting, the framing, it all looks just like the wire. It's like, it's like they didn't fast forward 15 years or whenever the wire ended till like now to make it look any slicker. It looks exactly the same. And it's got a lot of the same. What's that? Is it a spinoff? No. Is it a spinoff? No. Not, not as far as, no, because there's so many actors from the wire who are in this but they were all drug dealers there and now they're all cops in this which is interesting okay so like uh remember marlo my name is my name yeah he's like he's like a detective man so who's in this series uh the main actor is john uh barenthal did i say his name okay and uh, it's basically about corrupt cops in um, Baltimore. And like like all these, it's like right after the Freddie Gray, it's like 2015. It, it goes back to the back and forth to now, the present and in like 2015 or whatever, when this all happened. And it's kind of like the politics of covering and uncovering these bad cops and what they're getting away with and all of that. It's really yeah. good. I mean, it's yeah, just like, you know, yeah, like, list. yeah. Uh, you know how, like, like Audrey likes to watch all the law and orders and stuff. And it's like, I, I sit there and I look at that stuff and I'm like, I'm out. Like, this doesn't do anything for me. CSI, yeah. law and order, all of that. It's, um, each show, like, does the same exact thing each time and you solve a case and all of that. This is like four steps of like figuring out, like procedural figuring out how, um, like, I don't know. It's like getting, it's getting into the intricacies and the, and the politics of it all rather than like, here's a case, here's what happened. It's solved. It's like, we're going to be stuck in this for at least a year figuring out how we got to this point. So I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right, so let's move on to the uh, to the offer. Um, well, I did. Uh, I just want to say that rough horse, oh. rough, slow horses. Uh, oh yeah, slow slow show, slow horses. Turned out pretty well, and I like this. That there's only six episodes. Perfect amount of episodes for a limited series. And then uh, I guess they've already made a second season because they preview like the next season in it. Um, it's a good show. So I have to yeah, say I saw the ending. I was uh, underwhelmed. Wait, okay. can you pause real quick? Just pause real quick. Okay. All right, we're back for uh, some dog diarrhea. I mean, come on. Did you really, you know? 
Let him have his dignity on the podcast. That was that was an important cleanup that needed to happen. But I'm just saying, like, to announce it, the poor dog, let him have some dignity. Yeah, poor dog. Yeah. My sister's right. dog was saying that her sister's dog got into a little accident or got attacked this weekend um, by another dog. It's on the men, too. Well, this dog has been on the men for about 12 years, so... Um, that's, I'm sorry to hear that about your sister's dog. I'm sorry to hear it about the, uh, the Chuck. About the, oh, well, he, I mean, look, we have potty pads everywhere because this is what this dog does. He's, he's 17 and a half. I just read that the oldest dog in the world is 21. I'm like, we're going to make a run for it. This dog's never going to go. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so the offer. Yeah, speaking of speaking of big piles of diarrhea. <laughs> the offer uh, was is the new um, show about the making of Godfather. I think it's on uh, it's on Paramount Plus, but I feel like it's on TV somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I I know it's on Paramount Plus. Um, the, so this show was starring. Wow. Um, our, huh. Miles Teller. Well, it was starring Army Hammer, and then uh, they had to replace him with because he's uh, was like drinking women's blood or something. So they replaced him with uh, Miles Teller, and I think they had to reshoot all this stuff with them. Um, yeah, it has all these uh, people in. Was it Jonathan? Was it Josh Gad? Is that who's in the? No, not Josh Gad. It plays. Um... Um, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, I don't know. The guy who was in the movie about the ping pong thing. Matthew Good is uh, Robert Evans. Who's Matthew Good? Because he's the one person that's good in this show. He, he He's uh, from Match Point. He's been in a bunch of things, but that's what I know him from is Match Point. He was Match the, Point is the movie with, uh, or no. Woody Allen, Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. He was All right. Other big things, but but anyway, what are your thoughts on uh, on this show? It's not good. Uh, but yet I. I I can't. I watched three episodes in a in two sittings. Yeah, um, I just uh, I watched the first episode, and I was texting you yesterday. It was really hard to get through that first episode. It was that show. This show is like a live action cartoon. Like every character, <laughs> like Miles Teller is the only one. It feels like he's in a whole different movie than everybody else. Everybody else is like complete cartoony uh, character. Like, and I'm, I was trying to, like, I was watching it thinking, all right, is this how it's supposed to be? Like, I was really like kind of focusing on how over the top these like characters are and like being really cheesy. And it was very, like, as I said, cartoony. And I was like, all right, well, maybe this was like a choice. 
that they made that they wanted to make it kind of like cartoony and funny like like oh my god this is so over the top um but now you know but i just uh, and then i but then you see uh miles teller's uh performance and he's like totally like serious and um i don't know i came out of the first episode like i don't think it's an intentional thing i think it's just terrible yeah so I think that's why I was bringing up the fact that Miles Teller was um, replacing Army Hammer and they reshot the stuff because it does seem like he's in a different show than everybody else. Um, but he's not very good either. Wearing a fat suit. He's wearing right, a well, fat we'll get in. Yeah, we'll get into Giovanni Ribisi because that that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, yeah. What's with like, he's doing this voice? He's in this fat suit. It's like it's just. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not a Giovanni Ribisi fan. Like when I see him, I I always automatically go to like an eye roll. But the guy is, I guess he's a good. He's good at he's good at like acting like Giovanni Ribisi and stuff. Yeah, uh, when he's got to be like this. This is not good. When he has to be like a real gangster? I mean, it's just so stupid. Like, why? Why cast him? Why not, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's brutal. And then, like, the woman who plays Miles Teller's girlfriend is brutal. Uh, the woman who owned the yeah. Chateau Marmont. She's yeah. in scenes, and I'm just like, I... I don't, you're just, I mean, it's just bad. Um, the whole thing, you're, you're right though, when you said it's like a comic book sketch, like the, or a comic sketch, like the, op- the first, I'll say this, the pilot was horrible. Second and third episodes were better, not great. Um, but it's a subject matter that's interesting enough that I'm going to probably finish the whole thing. Yeah, I like the subject matter. Uh, the whole, um, there's a scene which made me laugh, and it wasn't intentional. Is when they're at the it's um, Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo are cooking in the kitchen, and they're like, "This should be a scene in the movie when they're yeah. making when they're making sauce." <laughs> and he like goes over and he like gives him this like hug and like, taps him on the or kisses him or something. And he's like, "It's gonna be great," you know. It's just like yeah. There's so much of that crap. There's like, like so over the top. Like when he meets Frank Sinatra in the restaurant, he comes over and introduces himself. It's like the entire show, the entire pilot is exposition through dialogue, right? The whole thing is like hand forcing you these storylines by explaining them rather than showing them to you. It's just awful. Awful. Why was Frank Sinatra so like like powerful in this mob thing well i mean i think that's real i mean he just calls up the mob boss and goes i thought this was being taken care of yeah well i'm sure that that's over right i'm sure that part's over the top but he you know yeah um i don't know yeah the whole thing is just so goofy the 
they have like a scene where they're driving through the, you know, here's the other thing. If you put a show on a studio lot, I'm almost always in. Cause I just like that. There's something about the studio lot that gets me, but like they're driving around the studio lot and it's Juno temple who plays his uh, assistant and some woman that works uh, for this or the casting director. And she's like, they, they have this conversation that just, it's basically this praise for Miles Teller's character because he's a champion of women's like right to have a equal say that in 1971 wasn't happening. And well, yeah, if they were trying to show like that um, Robert Evans, like all he wanted to do was like have hot chicks in the movie, but Miles Teller like wanted to have the women be real in the movie and not be like fake. Right. Like there is no, there is no, um, the thing that, that the thing that is the biggest uh, turd in the room about this show is there is no question who, whose point of view wrote this movie. And that is the Miles Teller guy. Because that guy solves everything. That guy does nothing. That is the most heroic hero of all time. Like, he has no... Everything he does, he is the coolest guy in the room. And he's got the answer for everything. And he solves everything. And it's almost embarrassing if you wrote that about yourself. Because this is based on his memoir. This whole show is based on that guy's memoir. If you really wrote that about yourself, like, you, you should be embarrassed. When he goes to Joe Colombo and then Joe Colombo's like, you have a lot of nerve coming around here. Like, what did he do? <laughs> he's the producer yeah. of a movie. Like, it's not like he's like, you know, a rival gangster like showing up. Yeah, it's, it's not just, just that. It's, so not only can this guy take on the mob, but he can also just in in an instance think, you know, who should direct this? Francis Ford Coppola. You know, like, that's his idea. His idea is to do like all of every single thing that works for this movie. This was this guy's idea. Marcus Smart just popped out his shoulder. That's okay. I'm back to the, uh, to the, um, we're not, we're not going back to it. You're just suddenly inserting it. All right. Yeah. Um, back. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm, it's funny because I'm behind you, so I turned it on and I see it right now. Interesting. I'm gonna, Keep going. Uh, I'm going to watch it. Just because, yeah, as you said, it's the subject matter and you want to see the whole thing with Brando and, and, uh, like, there's just so many cheesy things, like when they go to see Planet of the Apes. Yes. Afterwards, and he's like, like this is what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, there's a lot of like over the top cheesiness to it. It's so corny. Yeah. One uh, show like how important movies were back in a certain era, and try to bring it back, but it was just like whatever. I, I want to say though, the guy playing Pacino is awesome. Yeah, he was really good. He looks just uh, like him. Yeah. He acts just like him. 
I like the guy who played Robert Redford too. Yeah, I did too. He, I'm with you. For a bit, but he was like he looked and acted exactly like him. You know. I agree wow. totally. Yeah, but I'm interested to see uh, the whole Marlon Brando thing. But anyway, so that's the offer. Yeah, we don't. Good job. I think that was a, that was a very thorough examination of the offer. Yeah, how many episodes is this? Ten. I think so. Yeah, it sounds right. I like slow horses. Six, and we're out. <laughs> yeah. A lot, it's, it's interesting because a lot gets accomplished in that first episode. Like, they pretty much cover everything. And you're like, dude, just take a breath. And I'm um, going to guarantee that there's going to be this really terrible scene in the movie where when the movie finally comes out and all the gangsters go see it, they're going to be, like, crying or something and be like, ugh. And then, like, come up to him and say, you did right by us or some sh- stupid oh. shit. It's going to be, like, a whole terrible sequence of events. But this guy, of course. The only reason to have the gangsters in there. So fucking say, hey, you don't understand what we're trying to do. And now, like, did we do right by you guys? Well, it's great. I mean, this, it, of course it is, because this guy who wrote it about himself is going to say... That, that, of course, everybody came up to him and loved it. I mean, you think about his first day, he was, like, sitting around doing his job, and he's, like, he, he goes out and is, like, hey, we should, and just pitches, like, makes up a pilot, like, to uh, meets another actor and says, hey, we should do a pilot together. They automatically get in, and he sells on, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. So frustrating. It's like, um... I had a thought. Now I can't remember what the thought is. Yeah, it's uh, it's just uh, and the Joe Colombo. That's I remember what it was. Joe Colombo's turn. He's like, this is the worst thing. This is making the Italians look bad. And then Miles Teller's like, how about I take out the word mafia? And he's like, okay, you're good. But that was a real thing. That all he had to say was he'll take out the word mafia. Well, no, of course. I mean, I don't, I don't know all those details, but that was a real, like, that, I remember hearing about that before, that they had to take out the mafia, like, that that was a thing with, um, with, uh, with the mob, that they just they didn't want the word mafia associated with it. But, but it, well, it probably wasn't like, hey, all right, maybe we could be friends. Now, why don't you come with me to every mob party and I introduce you? You know, it's like... You're a straight shooter. I, I fear where television is going, though, if we're going to tell the ver- this version of this story, you know, and then, like, winning time and what's going on with that show, like, how much we're just going to change real life for the sake of entertainment. Yeah. In, in stories that are already interesting enough that you don't need to change the details. Um, all right. All right. So let's move on to our Saturday Night Live uh, thing real quick here. Um, we Did talked about... Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, I just said you hit me up and said you wanted to possibly talk about the uh, enormous cast that Saturday Night Live is right now and do we need all of them? 
Well, I mean, I don't think we need to talk about that. I think we see that that's a problem. Uh, Saturday Night Live is like really not. I mean, you people will argue it hasn't been funny, but if you go back and you watch an episode like four years ago, it's pretty funny. You know, what I mean, like it, it. It's always funnier when you go back and rewatch it. Um, but it, right now, it's really struggling, and I think I think. I think you agree. One of the major reasons for that is because there's 21 people in the cast, and that's never been done before. I looked it up. Generally, they keep between eight and 12 people. Um, but you know, I get why. One, there was a pandemic. You didn't want to fire anybody during, like, you didn't want that to happen. Two, there was a pandemic, and. If you're trying, they did their shows from home, so you needed as much material out there as you could get. You know what I mean? Because who knows what it's going to be like. I also think this season they decided to not have as much celebrity help, and they decided to just have more um, of the cast do everything. Not that that is a. Uh, explanation to why they have 20 people on their cast but i think that they made a conscious effort to not do all these celebrity cameos you know like alec baldwin and you know right Larry. but they didn't have cameos before now and they still only had eight to ten people usually right so i, mean, I was listening to that podcast uh the david spade um um Dana Carvey podcast, and they it's basically all about Saturday Live. Like they have all Saturday Live members, and they talk about how, like back in the day, they like what you said just a little while ago, like they only had like seven members in the cast, and they were doing everything. Now, like it's so like just watered down. It hasn't been. We always say this. It hasn't been good in a long time. But you know, they have flashes of funny things. But do you think they should do one season where they just do like a legacy thing where they just do each, each week they bring back like a specific cast from back in the day and just do a whole episode with an, an old cast? Um, I, I don't about. think that can replace it because I think you got to keep I think you got to keep up with what's going on. I, I don't think you could just always do retreads. Uh, but, I mean, I'd totally watch that for sure. Um, it doesn't need to be retreads. It just means I, it would be great to see, like, the 1995, like, cast do one one week. Like, you know, you have all the people that for, from that cast, like, be the, be the cast for that week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, watch, I'd totally watch that. I'd totally watch that. But that's like putting in a cheat code. That's like, that doesn't, that the level of difficulty of pulling that off isn't, isn't high because we're already invested in, so invested in all those people. As soon as they show up, we're all going to be, you know, we're all going to be happy. I, I'm looking for, I mean, to, to me, like, like we were saying that uh, Top Gun 2 is going to be, why you interrupt? Go ahead, interrupt. What are you saying? I said I'm looking for funny skits. But like, yeah, I got you. But 
I mean, I don't know. I just think you gotta like it, it. It's more impressive if you can continue. Like they're going almost on fifty years, right? And that's the rumor that they're saying is that they'll go up to year fifty, and then Lorne Michaels will step down, and who you know they're arguing about who would take over, right? I don't know. Um, but to be able to keep that going, your level of difficulty is higher, and so that impresses me more than just retreading an old thing i just i don't know i want i want to be more i want things that have more depth than that you know like yeah um but that doesn't mean there's not a place for it right that's like you listen to the radio there's a reason why most of the channels have always been new music and then you have a good classic rock channel because sometimes you just want to you want to see things that made you laugh like you said so I don't know. Um, well, looking at this year's cast, we've got 21 players, and um, I, don't, I don't count Michael Che and Colin Jost in this. Well, I do. You have to because you're you're building. What we're doing is you and I are going to build our cast from this year and how big we would have it. Um, I, I think you don't. You don't. You're not going to count either of them. Because they're like just the weekend guys. They don't really. I know that head writer bullshit, but it's like I'm talking about cast members that are right. in the skit. But if you're any, if you, they're not in any skits, right? But if you're Lord Michaels and you're putting together a cast for a season, there's always been somebody who did the news, um, and they were they were usually only well. Half of them were only news and half of them were in both. So let's think back on news guys. First, you had Chevy Chase, right? He did both. Then who was the next news person after that? Um, it was, uh, what's her name, who died? Um, um, Martin Short's girlfriend. What's her name? Oh, uh, uh no, I, well, um, Gilda Radner. Yeah, Gilda Radner. All right. Well, let's let's think about who. who all right, let's think of who the base. Chevy Chase. You remember the next person you probably remember was Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Yeah. So he only did that. Yeah. Then you had uh, after Dennis Miller and Kevin Nealon, he did both. Yeah. Then you had who? Colin Quinn. Norm, yeah, oh, no. Colin Quinn. Norm McDonald. Either Norm McDonald or Colin Quinn. Yeah. And Colin Quinn really only did the news. Norm, for the most part, only did the news. He did other stuff, but it was mostly just news. Um, Fallon and Tina Fey, she just did the news. Um, Polar Tina Fey, she just did, uh, Tina Fey just did the news. Or no. Yeah, no, they were in the skits. Tina Fey wasn't in a ton of skits, was she? She started to be. When Amy Poehler, when her and Amy Poehler got together, they were all in the skits. And then you had Seth Meyers, who was only an anchor. Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler, then just Seth Meyers. And then, um, was it who was after that? 
Well, whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying. So you're I because the way I see it with my cast, I'm going to keep one of those guys. I don't need both of them doing the news. And, um, and and that's part of my like whatever my ten person or my eight person cast. I haven't really fully. I wanted to kind of discuss it all with you as we did it. Um, so let's just start. Let's just jump into it. Um, should I just go through the cast members and say if we keep them or cut them? Sure, however you want to do this. Huh? Uh, however sure. I, want to do I, I wanted to do a draft and then see how we did it, but let, we'll do it this way and we'll we'll see who our cast our cast. I have a ranking of what I think. So I we can go through it and I'll tell you where it falls on my All ranking. Right. That's cool. Or yeah, when the, when the character comes up, just tell us where they are. What's your rank? One to ten? Well, I ranked everyone basically. Oh. Up to four okay. up to fourteen, the rest of them I stopped. <laughs> James R. Johnson, who's great in the as Trump. Isn't that him? James yes, Austin. James Johnson. Austin Johnson. He's great in those characters, but he's he's not in my top 14. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go through the alphabetical order how it's listed on this site. So the first person is Aristotle Athari. Don't even know who that is. Don't, don't know who... I mean, I know who he is only because I remember when he got it, but uh, let's just say he's not making the cut. So, not on my list. Not on either of our lists. Uh, A.D. Bryant. She's number two. Oh. I think she... Uh... She's in every skit. Um, I do think she's really funny at times. And uh, I feel like she's she's a good utility player. She can do a lot of things. She's your second favorite person on this cast? I have her ranked number two right now. I mean, just, just on look, I would have her around six, seven. Not even. I don't even. She, I was debating whether I'd put her in. I like, she took a long time to grow on me, but I, I like her. She's on my cast. So, A.D. Bryant, welcome to our Saturday Night Live cast. All right. Michael Che. He's out for him. you. I don't have him listed. He's out. All right. I'm going to, I think Michael Che is funnier than Colin Jost. Um, I, I actually, I love Michael Che, but I think he needs Colin Jost to do the news. And, uh, like, I think that him doing it by himself, he's just he needs to play off of somebody for that. Uh, he's so, done. I, I, this is huh? his last time. Apparently, this is his last year down the net. Oh, well, I'd cut him anyway, so he's, he's out on mine, too. Pete Davidson. He's number three. See, he'd probably be my number one. Yeah, Pete Davidson is uh, he's great in all those shorts. Those, those, you know, those like those shorts that he does uh, that's not live, the pre-recorded stuff. Um, and he's like, he's just funny. He's just, <laughs> yeah. Know, like, um, well, here, so here's the thing I think with Pete, this is why he'd be my number one is Pete Davidson is the biggest deal of everybody. Like when he comes on, it's like he's in something, it's an event. It's bigger. He's bigger than, at the least at the moment, he's bigger than the sketch. Right. So when he's on, he kind of shines just be, because of everything that comes with him right now. Um, and so I, I would, I would, yes, I, I think he's, 
but he hasn't been on for like four weeks, and that's another reason why it hasn't been funny. Uh, he and he's not. I think if you if you cut the cast down to like eight, and he's one of your guys, it really exposes how not versatile he is. Is the problem, you know? So I can see why. Sorry. Right, so he makes my cut, Mike Mikey Day. I like Mikey Day. He's on my top five. He's on my. He's number four. I think. Okay. He's he's a. He's a guy you need. He's like the guy who could do, he could be in every skit. You know, he is in every skit. <laughs> um, yeah. You need him. He's definitely a needed character. All right. So far, I agree with you. I was surprised that he made my list, but like his Don Jr. is like so good. He's, he just, although he, what movie did he write on Netflix? He had something to do with, he wrote something that was so horrible on Netflix recently. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I in Mikey Day. Andrew Dismukes. He's not. He's not in my top fourteen. Yeah, he's not. He's not on my list either. This guy, they've been trying to sandwich him in, and he's kind of funny sometimes. But there's just too many white like dudes that look like him, like the white skinny funny guys. I don't know. All right, Chloe Feynman. Chloe Feynman is my number 11 on my list, the 14. So you're going to have a cast of 14? Well, I just list, I started ranking everybody. Um, I got gotcha. you. And then, and like, there's five people that are like, I wouldn't even like rank. It's seven <laughs> people. Aristotle, Athari, and Dismukes. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, so. So you're gonna have a 14-person cast. I, I see. I'm gonna to try to keep it lower than that. That's my goal. I'm, it could be less. I'm. I'm just saying, for the people right now, that's where she is on my list. So I guess she would be a cut if you're going by what you're doing. Okay. I would rather Sarah Sherman over uh, Chloe Feynman. All right. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to Sarah Sherman. Chloe Feynman is. I think she's awesome. She I think awesome. you need. I think people like her and. James Austin Johnson, you need, you really need because they, you need people who can do imitations of people. That's always something that makes the show better. So uh, she's she's super. She'd be way higher than eleven for me on my list. She'd be above eighty Bryant. I'll tell you that for me. Okay. Uh, Heidi Gardner. I have her as six. I love that you have this ranking. Yeah, so Heidi, um, I think she's really funny, and she also could is really good at playing the straight person in the skits. Right. Uh, and she's another one that's in, like, everything. She's in every skit. Dude, I think she's, like, so funny, and I think, I think she's, like, she's a perfect kind of utility player. I feel like she doesn't even get enough play on this show. So yeah, she's she'd be super high. She'd be ahead of high of eighty Bryant for me too. So Heidi Gardner. So, so she's she's made the cast so far. You and I have agreed. We've got one, two, three, four, five people on our six on our cast. We're getting up there already. We're not even halfway done. Uh, James Austin Johnson. He is not in my rankings, but he is. He does a very good Trump and Biden. I think he's so funny. I think he's even good. The stuff that he's not in, um, 
that this guy, I think, is a 100% keeper. I think he is there moving forward. I think if you're, like, like I said, I think him and, and Chloe Feynman are kind of the future of this show. I think they're, like, that good. Like, I think he's that good. If he sticks around, he's going to wind up being, like, a, he, if, when, when they cut this shit down and he becomes, like, a main cast member, um, he could become, like, a Dana Carvey type. That's what I think. I hope so. Uh, all right, Punky Johnson. She's not on my list. She's out. Not on my list either. She's out. Uh, yeah, she just isn't. Doesn't she? Doesn't have a whole ton of range either. No. It's she's not, one. Not, she's like the yeah. Keenan. Well, actually, Keenan Thompson has some range, but. Um, yeah, she's just like she's the same person and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and she, you know, I get it. She brings a level of diversity to the show that's you know that they they need, but you got to do more with it than just always be the, like lesbian black girl and everything. Yeah. Um, Colin Jost. Um, he's not in my rankings because I didn't put the uh, the weekend update guys in my rankings. So I put Colin Joe. He, I'd keep him because I need my news person. I'd put him. I'd take him. He, he kind of, he's he's perfect for the show because I feel like most of the players are, like you know, he's a he's a good foil because he's so straight laced. Anyway, whatever. I get it. Uh, Kate McKinnon. She's my number one. Uh, she's definitely in. Um, I just think she's she's like the funniest person on the show. She's great. Yeah, uh, uh, characters she could do. Uh, she, you know, she's just the best. That's yeah. all I can say about. Um, I'm with you. Uh, it might be time for her to go. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, she's so really like, not. She's not a lot of skits anymore. She's doing right. other, but. Yeah, she's probably the funniest person on this show. Um, Alex Moffat. Alex Moffat's in my number 10. Um, maybe I put Chloe Feynman above him, but I would say he's probably a, he's a cut. Yeah, I, I'd, cut, I'd cut Alex Moffat. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put next next to that for you. Um, I, I he doesn't do anything for me. He I, he's not not funny. He's fine, but I don't need just fine. If I have I, being just fine with 21 people is okay. When I have like 10, I don't want just fine. Yeah, I would I would take Mikey Day and Kyle Mooney over him. So, all right, well let's go to Kyle Mooney because I'm cutting Kyle Mooney for sure. You want to talk about one note? Holy shit! Yeah, he's one note, but he's—I still think he's funny in like a lot of things. What uh, number is he on your rankings? Number nine. See, yeah, I have no like. This guy uh, hasn't. You know, talking through this, you know, I feel like Chloe Feynman should be like above Kyle Mooney, but yeah, I don't know. I would keep Kyle Mooney. I, he doesn't do anything. 
I don't know. I think he's got some. He's funny in a lot of things. I, I so when he first started, I really liked him. Like I thought he was really funny, and I and I still think that he is. But I now I feel like his funny is like that. We've watched that act for like five or six years, and it's now it's become annoying because it it hasn't developed at all. So. But I, I liked it. I thought he was funny at first. Like, I was totally in. But uh, Ego Nuandam. She is not in my top 14. Yeah, me neither. They keep trying. Like, she's, she's again, she's, in, she's like Alex Moffat. She's decent. Like, she's good. She's fine. She's in every But skit. we need more than fine. She's in, like, pretty much every skit. It's true. It's true. And she's good. She plays it, you know, she plays it well, but she's just not, there's nothing, she's not, like, when she does, when she does impersonations, like, she doesn't, she's just basically playing herself as that person. She's just like, I, you know, I'm the black female cast member, so I'm playing this person. It's not like she turns, it's not like she turns into the person, so. All right, how about Chris Red? Chris Red's my number 12. I feel like uh, he's pretty funny. Like he could, he's good. But I feel like Keenan Thompson's ingrained himself into that role that he would do. They're kind of like doing the same type of things and not because they're black. They're just, uh, they just kind of like fit into the same roles. Right. Uh, so does he make your cut? He does not make my cut. Mine either. I don't think Chris Red is funny. I, I, I listen. To, I, I, I like listen, and I, I, I like want him to be funny, and I just don't think he's that. I think the only it's. I think he does the same thing that you just like you just said about Keenan, where the only thing that Chris Rock or Chris Red does that makes you laugh is he'll look at the screen after something's not funny and make like a face or something, and that. That to me is, yeah. that's not keepable. Uh, other than, you know, like, I just don't, I don't think he's, and, I mean, who knows what these people are coming up with behind the scenes. I don't know who's coming up with what's funny, but most of the skits aren't really that funny. So if you're just writing them, you're not doing that great right now. Yeah. Uh, um, so Sarah Sherman. She's my number eight. I think she's going to be, when you said there, the future of uh, Chloe Flyman's up there. It's good. She's going to be with Sarah Live for a while. I agree. I, I, you're right. I, I completely overlooked that. I think she should be higher up on your list than number eight too. I think she is like, she, when she comes on, she's another person that I, you kind of hold your breath cause she's going to do something like you, you have, you have no idea how far she's going to go. Yeah. Hold your breath is a little strong, but I just mean like, she's like, um, yeah, she's breath. No, she's just like, um, she pushes the envelope better than just about anybody else on here. Like yeah, she's, she does, she does some good impersonations and she's like, uh, yeah, she does push the envelope. She's, she can, she can do a lot of things. Yeah. She's got an energy that most of these people don't have. I love it. She, you're totally yeah. right. She is the future. She's like, if I was building this right now, my future, yes, would be her. Well, be well when it's done we'll talk about it because 
We'll see how this goes. All right, Cicely Strong. She's my number five right now. She's in. She uh, she's always solid in everything. She could do comedy. She could be the straight person. She's uh, I don't know. She's great. I like her. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I think she's awesome. Um, I think she's probably gone soon because she's was supposed to leave last season. But um, you know, here's the problem though. Like, if you're really gonna make a cast list, you'd have to cut. Either like, either her, A.D. Bryant, Kate McKinnon. You got to cut one or two of those three, because they're all kind of doing the same thing. Like I get that they're doing different things, but they're all filling the same role in this cast. Yeah, of like kind of playing playing the hits a little bit. Um, so, but she's I, I like her. I mean, I'd put her ahead of A.D. Bryant too. So. Uh, Keenan Thompson. Not that not that I'm picking on Eddie Bryan. I don't mean to keep but no. Keenan Thompson is my number seven. Uh but he it's his time to go, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. He does the he's been doing the same kind of thing since he's been around and he's been around for a long, like the longest running cast member right now. Um it's just uh yeah, he can do, he can be, he's in every skit. He can be in every skit. I think he's got, I think he's really funny, but I feel like we need something more fresh. So agree. Uh, I, I, yeah, I used to hate Keenan. I used to think he was like the most unfunny guy, but I, I, after 20 years of him, or however long it's been, I've kind of come around, um, actually got to interview him once and he was like the nicest guy you know, so it was kind of hard to like really, but uh, yeah, I, I am so over this, his act on this. He, so one of the things I always loved about Saturday Night Live was um, Saturday Night Live for television was somewhat, I mean, this can be sound corny, but like dangerous comedy. It was like, you know, like not everything was going to hit and, but they're going to take chances on things and, I always yeah. felt like he, he to me is a symbol of when it became safer, when everything became safe on Saturday Night Live um, because he's a nice guy and he had, like, you know, it was like all of a sudden everybody was nice and I liked it better when there was a bite to everything they were doing. That's what that Sarah Sherman has to me. She has like a bite uh, on her humor. She's not, anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Keenan Thomas is that. All right. I already know where to go with this one. Melissa Villasenor, your girl. I have her pretty far down now. Like, I used to love her, but now I feel like Chloe Feynman's taken up her role as impressionists. Uh, and so I feel like I would cut Melissa Villasenor. Whoa. Yeah. See, I think I would, I don't know. I That's an interesting one because I didn't think about cutting her because I just thought for sure, I'll, I'll cut her with you. I mean, I think we're all, we're pretty close to all the same thing. Um, what number did you have her? 13. 13. Um, yeah, she doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I am going to cut her with you. It's trying to get tough. Um, she... 
yeah, she, I, I feel like if you put her on a cast of seven or eight, she'd be great. But she's another person that's like just super nice on it and everything all the time. Yeah. She used to be way funnier than she is. And she's kind of had the legs cut out from under her, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. All right, last person, Bo and Yang. I have Bo and Yang like pretty far down my list at 14, but I feel like when you were talking about bringing a different energy, he's like a guy who brings a totally different energy. And, uh, but he is kind of like a one note guy. Mm, see, I don't, I, I completely disagree with him being a one note guy. I would keep him. Oh, you'd keep him. Okay. He, uh, even though he's 14. Um, I changing my uh, my outlook on things. That's all right. This is this is good. That's a, if only more people could think like that about about more important things, we'd be in a better place in this world. Um, yeah. He, I think he's great, and I think he's so. I think he is super multifaceted. I mean, I, I think he's one of those guys that does anything. He he to me is like like Sarah Sherman. You could throw him in anything. He, like, he doesn't mind making a complete jackass out of himself, you know? Like, you can't throw something in, you can't throw Pete Davidson into something that he's not going to come out looking like I'm the coolest guy. Because he'll always turn to the camera and make a face and be like, I know I'm cooler than this, right? Bone Yang, Sarah Sherman, th- those are the kind of people that are just going to go for it, you know? Yeah. So here's our cast. Drum roll. It's pretty much all white people, except for Bo and Yang. <laughs> all right, we'll put Keenan Thompson in. No, I'm not putting He is one of my first cuts. It's time to get it. It's stale. I'm, I'm sorry. They can find a, They can find some people of color that are better than this. All right, here. Okay. A- A.D. Bryant, uh, Pete Davidson, uh, Mikey Day, Chloe Feynman, um, Heidi Gardner. I'm my cast has uh, James Austin Johnson. Uh, my cast has Colin Jost because I feel like having a news person. Um, we both have Kate McKinnon. You've kept Kyle Mooney. Um, we both have Sarah Sherman. We both have Cicely Strong. And then we both have Bo and Yang. So, uh, I have 11. You've got nine. So, there we go. You've got a nine person cast. I've gotten 11. I'm pretty sure yours is 10 because you'd have to have a news person. Just saying. And I think we just made life funnier. Definitely strong to do the news. You know what? It's not a bad call. I would cut Colin Jost, and I think that's that's not it. I was just going to ask who you'd have do the news instead. Um, it's not a bad person. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But that was fun. Right. Yeah, so I just want to – I just want to say um, that I like your Cowboys Wisconsin tight end pick. I don't have to talk about the draft because there wasn't much uh, to talk about. But well, no, 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 no. There's, there's. See, the draft is more interesting to me right now than the NBA playoffs because the NBA playoffs kind of went the way that 
you kind of thought they were, I mean, outside of the Nets getting swept, everything else kind of seems like it played out the way it should. Um, uh, your team did great in the draft. All I know about the draft is the Eagles got A.J. Brown for $100 million. Yeah, I was gonna say, but nobody did better than the Eagles. It sucks. The Eagles, that was pretty awesome. Except for they don't have a quarterback, but. Uh, right. But uh, the Eagles did pretty well. I th- I like the Cowboys pick because I like that Wisconsin guy. Uh, the Giants had a pretty good draft, but who knows? Who fucking knows? Well, they got supposedly the guy that everybody might think is, that everybody kind of thinks is the best player in the draft. They're just worried about if he's way too into NFTs or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's like Giants have had top picks for a long time now and haven't been able to do anything. So it's really hard to get excited about guys in the draft when, like, they could just be buried. And not have- oh, and also this year the draft stunk. Like, this was a really boring draft. You know, like... I, I realized I used to I never I used to kind of care about the draft and then when I wound up in the uh, hospital two years ago did, we did like a live draft together uh, where we like all sat in a room and it made me like totally fall in love with the draft again and I was stuck in a hospital room so the fact that the draft was on all day was like awesome because there was something to like do you know it was like something to look forward to. So that kind of made me like it. But this year, I, I just, I lost. So I, I watched the whole first round, but I lost so much interest, you know, like, because who cared about most of these people? But one, also because my team didn't have a pick, pretty high pick. So I was kind of like, who cares? And then on top of it, no quarterback. So it was a little, you know, a little on the duller side. Tell us about the NBA. What do you want to tell us about the NBA? No, watching. I can't believe. Uh, I thought Milwaukee was not going to be able to beat Boston because of um, Hilton's injury, but looks like they're holding strong right now. Um, yeah, it's what the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't get too, you know. Um, yeah. Right. I think the Suns are going to beat the Dallas Mavericks. I don't think Dallas like is a good matchup for this, or they don't match up well against the Suns. So Suns are going to uh, are gonna. If I mean, I guess it all comes down to Booker's health, but um, but I think they're going to win four games again. I think it's going to be four games to do. Um, and then what are the other series? Memphis um, and. Well, wait, let's stay in the East. So the East, you've got Boston and Milwaukee, and you think Boston's going 4-2? Um, no, I think it'll be uh, – I think it'll go seven games. Oh, I thought you just said, okay. Who are you talking about going 4-2 then? The Suns. Oh, well, hold on. Let's stay in the East. Milwaukee, so you got Milwaukee and, and Boston. I think that's probably might be the best series – the best series probably I thought could have been um, this Miami Sixers series, but no Embiid. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. So I had actually, before that news came out, had bet Miami to win this series. Um, and then that news came out after. So you got a uh, pretty good odds. 
I got pretty good odds. Like, you know, you know, you got good odds when, I mean, not that you're going to win, but you know, you've got good odds when you're, when you look at your bets and what they're offering you to, to pay you out for it is like, is way higher. You're like, Oh, okay. I, I did yeah. something right there. Like the, let's make, what, no, let's make a deal. What's the, the show with the cases. Um, yeah. The one let's with, make a deal. No, that's, is that let's oh, make um, Oh, uh, uh, deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. That's what it is. They're like, they call you and they go, they, they notice the, everything out there and they say, here, we'll make an offer or you can keep going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And nobody ever in gambling ever takes it. Um, the Western series, you've got, like you said, Suns. Um, Mavericks. Mavericks. So Mavericks are kind of just happy, I think, to be there. Uh, yeah. You know, B- Booker needs to get healthy. That's a big. I love that they played Booker. I didn't know he was going to play in Game Six. Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't know either until they reported it. I thought he was definitely out that whole series. But it was smart. I think they got him out there for a little bit, you know, uh, to kind of like get get him warmed up. But it wasn't like they didn't. And, and him being out there was enough of a decoy that it like it. I mean. But it didn't matter because Chris Paul wasn't missing anything. So, yeah, he was. I told you, when you started getting nervous, I said Chris Paul is not going to let you leave this series. And then the guy went off for two straight games. And I, yeah. yeah. Um, the other game, the other series is awesome. <laughs> the other series, well, you know, if I get one thing right a year, it's great. Uh, Golden State Memphis is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a good series. Um, I thought that was definitely going to game seven, but they Memphis somehow just uh, pulled it out at the end there. Um, But yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure, I think Golden State will probably win, but it's going to be, there's going to be some awesome games in that series for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I I think it could be like, uh, I mean, they could win pretty handily um, because Memphis does a lot of stupid things. Um, and, and Golden State, that the nucleus has been together for so long. They play, they play like really like tight basketball, uh, whereas Memphis seems to be all over the place. Um, but yeah, I think each game is going to, or the majority of the games will be compelling, but I don't know if Memphis, you know, they can't fall behind by 15 against Golden State. You know, and they're happen- this is happening every game against Minnesota. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so if, it looks like we'd be going chalk here. So, Suns, Golden State, Miami, Boston. Right? I don't know. Uh, Milwaukee's doing pretty well right now. Well, Here's what I think. I think whoever wins this series is going to the finals. Yeah, that's. I really hope that Suns Golden State series happens. That's going to be sick. Well, you should hope that it doesn't happen. Because Golden yeah. State matches up well. Uh, but yeah, hopefully for your sake, that other series goes seven, so you guys can get some rest. You you know you clean up early and they get some rest. But it's uh. It's a good final for um, 
series. I, I think they I think it turned out well. These are all good matchups. Uh, I don't think the Suns matchup's great, but they should they should handle Dallas pretty. I I think they should handle Dallas pretty well. Yeah, I think so. I know. I think they'll win it in five or six. Um, uh, fucking night games. I was hoping to watch game one this weekend, but uh, every game is ten o'clock. Oh man! Yeah, exactly. I get it. All right. I get it. Uh, your Sunday. You too. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk soon.